Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Saturday, June 18th, 2022, and this episode covers all of today's Major League Baseball games. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability, hitter, and pitcher projections, and I analyze weather data in order to make one side pick and one total pick on every game. Let's play Monday through Sunday, though there are no Sunday shows. Take note, there won't be a show tomorrow, but I will be back with a show Monday. Picks for tomorrow will be posted on Twitter and in Google Sheets. That doesn't mean I recommend you do the same. It's my goal in this episode is to share key information about today's games, pose a few questions to think on, and explain why the model or I like a certain play in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with me or against me before investing your hard-earned money. As I go through the plays, remember, there are no locks in gambling, so I'll give you our loves, likes, and links to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. And as always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say we'll be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, yesterday, overall, down. That makes two down days in a row. Still up for the week um, after a good Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So hopefully we can get back to the winning ways today. Before we get to that slate, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. The only way is when you turn notifications on to ensure that you don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit me up on Twitter or drop a comment if you're on YouTube. I love those and try to respond to as many as I can. And also, just a reminder, I encourage all my listeners to have multiple sports books in their portfolio, especially ones with those dime lines for MLB games. With these at your disposal, you should be able to find an edge on any game. I have a couple that I recommend. Links are in the show's description and on the website, www.picksoftheprofessor.com slash sportsbooks. Cannot recommend shopping around enough. 16 games again today with the doubleheader on the slate. A ton of games, as we've seen lately on these Saturdays in that 4 p.m. Eastern slot. I'm get right to it here. Kicking us off in Chicago, 220 Eastern, first pitch, Braves at the Cubs. You're going to hear me say a lot of the same things. I tweeted about this already, but it's going to be a chilly day across the country. It's going to feel much more like early May than mid-June. We've seen a lot of 80-degree days and a lot of 90-degree days. We've even seen a couple of 100-degree temperatures during some games this season. But today it's going to be mostly chilly everywhere you look. Chicago here for this game, it'll be upper 60s for most of the game. Winds blowing in from left center or left field at 10 to 15 miles an hour. Kyle Wright versus Justin Steele. Kyle Wright's a pitcher we've loved to back this season. He's been fantastic. A 257 ERA advanced metrics not too far behind that, and his projection continues to improve. Justin Steele, on the other hand, a 433 ERA, but his advanced metrics say it should be a full run lower than that. The projection is somewhere in between. I think Steele's a pretty good pitcher, and I think if you just look at the two ERAs of these pitchers, I think you might think they're a lot further apart than they really are. I still think Wright's a better pitcher, and maybe a little bit more so than uh, the projection that you see on the, on the Google Sheet indicates, but I don't think it's by much. I think that Steele's just right behind right. The model says Braves minus 155. I'll take a flyer on the Cubs at plus 153. Only a lean, just a C-grade pick for me there. I think this one's priced pretty well. I think the Braves are more likely to win than not. The model says about 61% of the time. That feels pretty accurate. The Braves are the better team. 
I think Wright's a little bit better of a pitcher, but they're on the road. And as I've been mentioning with Albies out, the Braves offense does take a little bit of a hit. Not as much of a hit maybe as being shut out yesterday, but it should be a low-scoring game with these two pitchers. It should be a low-scoring game with these two bullpens. I kind of I kind of I, I mentioned you know the Cubs bullpen have been struggling lately, but they still project really well. I, I feel like I've got to just stop saying what the bullpen's done lately because bullpens are so fickle, right? The bottom line is that the Cubs bullpen still projects me pretty well. They did have a rough spot, but as you as you saw yesterday, uh, they could still uh, they could still hold it down. Um, obviously, the Braves bullpen's fantastic. So I mean, you're talking about a low scoring game with chillier weather, wind blowing in, plus one fifty three solid value for anything can happen in this game. But it's not one that I want to be over-invested in. Like I said, I think the price is pretty right here. And I, I, I trust the number that the model makes at 155 for the Braves. I think that's a pretty accurate number. So if the line moves and you get value on one side or the other, I think I recommend playing it just based off what the model says. Total-wise, I'm going first five under four with an A grade. It's minus 125. I love the push protection. I hate the odds. But like I said, I really like both these pitchers, and I really like this weather situation. The Cubs' offense, I don't think it's very good. The Braves' offense... Um, continues to project worse as the season goes on. I think the Braves offense is good, don't get me wrong, but I think it's it's clear they're not quite as good as last year's offense was. And like I said, losing always hurts a little bit as well. Um, so Braves good offense, so don't mishear what I'm saying. I just don't think they're, you know, otherworldly type offense. This sets up for an underplay easily here. I love under four with the juice and that push protection. Even if you had to go under three and a half, as long as the odds are solid. I love that as well. I think this one's going to be a lot like yesterday. Maybe not quite that extreme, but a very similar setup. The weather's actually more pitcher-friendly today than yesterday, and I think the two pitchers are better today than yesterday. So lots to like there on the under in that one. I'm going first five. Uh, I love the push protection at four. For the most part, for the full game, I'm seeing seven and a half. So I always like under four for the first five rather than under seven and a half for the game. But I like under seven and a half for the game better than under three and a half. And so I'd still give under seven and a half for the game in a grade as well. Um, at that point, it's just kind of personal preference on if you like full game or first five and what the odds are that you are looking at. 305 Easter first pitch Yankees at the Blue Jays. Got an A grade winner with the Yankees yesterday today it'll be Jamison Tyon versus Alec Manoa two pitchers that I really like Tyon has a upper two ERA advanced metrics right behind that projects not quite as well based off the historical data but his projection is still steadily improving still projects to be a sub four ERA pitcher Manoa with a 167 ERA is just fantastic now he's not that good and in fact his advanced metrics are almost identical to Tyon so a situation where I do think that Manoa is the better pitcher here but it's, again, not by nearly as much as you might think based off those ERAs. The advanced metrics for the season, both these guys have pitched 12 times, are very similar. And Manoa projects to be about three-tenths of a run per game better. So it's not nothing, but it's not a huge difference here with regards to the edge of the starting pitcher for the Blue Jays. Yankees obviously have an edge on offense. The model says the Blue Jays should be a minus 107 favorite. So the model gives the Blue Jays a 52% chance of winning. So the way that I interpret that for you, again, you start off at 53% for home field. I think it's not that simple, but more or less we can kind of picture it that way. The model saying that the Yankees offense is better than the difference in the starting pitchers by 1%. I think that's probably pretty right. I think that Manoa is better than Tyon, but I like that Yankees offense a little bit better, a little bit more 
than that discrepancy than the Blue Jays offense. So dropping it to 52%, I think makes a ton of sense. I think it's really a coin toss game. And again, a, the slightest, the slightest edges to the Blue Jays, which means 120 is a fantastic edge on the Yankees. I don't know why we're getting these good of odds. It's an A grade pick for me. Like I said, anytime the model likes the Yankees, it's like an automatic A grade. It almost doesn't even matter the situation because in general, the Yankees prices just aren't good, which is what's led us to fade them in several situations, mostly unprofitable. And almost every time the model has backed the Yankees, it's been extremely profitable. If you look at the in the sheet, I have the splits in the teams. We've done really well backing the Yankees and not so great fading them. And, and like I said, that's just because in general, the Yankees prices aren't great. So anytime the model says that's a good price, I love it. Plus 120 is a gift. It's a coin toss type game. The odds are way too good to pass up. As good as Manoa is, Tyon isn't that much that, that far behind him. So I'm taking an A grade pick on the Yankees. With regards to total, it's eight and a half. I love the under in this one. Obviously, weather shouldn't be a factor. This is just more about how much I like these two starting pitchers and how much, like I've said before, these two teams tend to play tighter, lower scoring games. We saw that blow up yesterday with the Yankees scoring about 412 runs. I don't think they're going to score that many on Manoa. I think Manoa can hold them down a little bit better than that. So I like under eight and a half. I'm going to isolate the first five and under four and a half specifically because this should be a tight game. And I'm a little bit nervous about this game being 3-3 in the eighth and then just getting that like anxiety, you know, type, oh my gosh, if this game goes extra innings, they get the free runner. Then all of a sudden it's 4-4 after 10 and now you've lost eight and a half, right? So I still love eight and a half. I think under is a great play because extra innings isn't that common, but it's just one of those, you're really flipping a coin between the two. It's all about personal preference. My personal preference also, if I have, an A grade on the full game side. My personal preference is to shift the total to the first five. That way I don't have conflicting rooting interests. So it, it's really not a situation where, in, in other games I'm going to talk later, I'm going to say why I specifically really like the first five of the full game. Like I mentioned in the, the, the one in Chicago, I really like the first five um, because the number, right? I like under four rather than full game under seven and a half. So there are situations where I, I specifically like one or the other. This one, I don't think it really matters. I think both are great picks. My personal preference is to go first five. I love the starting pitchers. It's not that I don't trust the bullpens. Uh, both bullpens are very solid. It's just if this game is tight and extra innings looms, I'd just rather get my money and be done with it. Um, I assume this game is going to be like 1-1 one, one after five. And then at that point, again, in a coin toss game, plus 120 on the Yankees offers great value. So double A pick for me in Toronto. To the 4 p.m. Eastern slot where we have a ton of games. We'll start off with the Giants and the Padres. A little bit chilly in Pittsburgh, around 70 degrees for the whole game. Winds will be blowing out to center field around 15 miles an hour. Two pitchers, however, that I really like in Alex Wood and Jose Quintana. Wood has a four ERA, but the advanced metrics say that should be one full run lower than that. The projection is somewhere in between there. I'm not saying he's necessarily a three ERA pitcher, but I do think he's very good. Jose Quintana for the Pirates, having a solid year with that 350 ERA and the advanced metrics line up fairly close to that. The projection's still lagging a little bit based off of historical data, but that projection's catching up quickly to his current season's performance. Two pitchers that I think are undervalued. I think this total is inflated today because there's a lot of people who don't believe in Alex Wood because they're not diving deeper into the advanced metrics. 
And I think there's a lot of people who don't like Jose Quintana because they've had years of getting burned by him. I am one of those guys. I've had Quintana in fantasy multiple years, and every year I feel like I've regretted it. So it's one of those things where there's a lot of people out there, I think, who are disrespecting either or both of these pitchers. And so I think the total is just a little inflated. I don't trust the Pirates' offense to score at all. Obviously, the Pirates will enjoy facing Alex Wood a little bit more um, than Radon last night, but Wood is is no slouch in and of himself. And the Giants' offense has just been fairly mediocre. They have these games where they explode, and that's, of course, the risky run. It's the risky run with any under, right? The Giants' offense can't explode and put up a 10 spot in a hurry, but they've tended to do that more at home, which has been very surprising, of course. Than they have on the road. For the most part, their offense is just okay. And I think Quintana is better than this Giants offense is. And I think he can hold them down. So I'm going first five under four and a half with the A grade on that one. And I like the first five more than the full game because the Giants bullpen is just mediocre and the Pirates bullpen is bad. And so I don't really want to deal with the full game situation because I don't really know what's going to happen deep. Wood is not a pitcher who's going to go eight innings, um, whereas a guy like Rodon obviously can. Um, Wood will probably go five, maybe six innings. Uh, Quintana's kind of the same way. He hasn't been a guy who's gone deep for the most part. So I kind of just want these guys to go five, keep it at a, you know, a three to one type game. We can get that under four and a half. If you have to go under four with better odds, that's fine. You got the push protection there. Get out of dodge with our money and then don't have to worry about the bullpens coming in later. So like the first five under more than the full game under based off of just how weak the bullpens are and how much of a drop off they are to the starting pitchers. But given the prices, this Seems like it's priced to me as if these starting pitchers aren't that much better than their bullpens. And I think they are much better than their bullpens. So I think a lot of value in this first five under, especially at four and a half, even if you have to lay the juice. Or again, if you have to go to the four, I have no problem with that, uh, with pushing it four. It doesn't scare me away at all. With regards to the side, I think this one's priced very well. Uh, the model says Giants minus 161. That's right in between where the number is as of this morning. I'll take a flyer with the Giants at minus 171. I just I think that Wood's the better starting pitcher. The Giants have the better offense. They have the better bullpen. I know they're on the road. I think the Giants win this game. I think it's one you don't really want to overthink too much. Um, but only a C pick because the price is awful on this at minus 171. And at some point, if the number gets high enough on the Pirates, you have to start thinking about maybe a Pirates first five play and hoping that they can keep it tight there. Maybe a first five run line. Maybe it's tied, you know, one, one or two, two after five innings. I, I wouldn't go pirates full game just because again, that bullpen is atrocious. Um, but at some point, if the price keeps getting up, maybe you look that direction at the price right now, I'd rather just be on the giants and not overthink it, but I can't invest too much because this price is just too high for me personally to like it at all. Rays at the Orioles. It'll be a nice day in Baltimore. We'll be in the mid-70s. The winds will be blowing kind of in from left field, around 15 miles an hour. It might be a little across. It might be a little more in. But from left field, that tends to help the pitchers, even if it's a little across. The fact that it's tilted in, probably going to help the pitchers because there's no real way I can... When, when you put the park on the map and you see where the wind is, there's no real way where I can say, yeah, the direction that wind's blowing is going to help a hitter and it can only help a pitcher. Um, obviously, if it tilts one direction or the other, it either becomes neutral or it really helps the pitcher. So slight edge to the pitchers. It's, I think, more in than across for this wind. Jeffrey Springs versus Kyle Bradish. 
Model says raise minus 159. The full game number is raised minus 149. That would be a B-grade pick for me. Instead, I'm going to go to the first five market, and the reason why is because I don't trust the Rays to score whatsoever, and I want the push protection if this game is 0-0 after five because I don't know what is going on with this Rays offense, but I don't want to be in the full game situation where it's nothing-nothing after nine or one-to-one after nine, and now I'm in extra innings dealing with a team who can't do anything offensively for whatever reason. I still think this Rays offense is solid. I just don't know what is going on with them. So given that the odds are the same for the full game in the first five, I'd rather just take the first five and be done with it. This Orioles bullpen continues to overperform. It's like the one, it's the one um, unit, if we think you kind of use a football term, right? It's the one unit between offense starters and relievers that has overperformed and continued to overperform. Just about every other unit that's either overperformed or underperformed has kind of come back to where the rating said they would be. It just took a matter, it was just a matter of time. So as bullpen has it, they keep pitching well all season. Their projection keeps getting better, but very slowly. Um, so, I mean, if this Orioles bullpen is for real, again, I'd rather just be done with it after five. We do have to lay a bit of a number here, but the Rays are the much better team. They have the much better starter here in spring. So again, model says there's an edge. I'm just going to go first five because I, like I said, I want that push protection in case the Rays can't score. Maybe it's zero, zero. At least we have a chance to get out and get a refund on our, on our wager here, but I am trusting the model. I'm just a little nervous about that offense. If it goes to the total, it's eight and a half. I love going under here. A grade for me, it's minus 125. So I don't love that juice, but I'd also go under eight with better odds. Ray's bullpen is solid. It is a bit of a drop-off from Springs, but not by much. This Orioles offense is bad. They can't sc- they won't be able to score early and they won't be able to score late. If they win this game, it's going to be a game like last night that's very low scoring. Bradish isn't good for the Orioles, but he's not as bad as his ERA. His ERA is in almost seven. The advanced metrics and the projection both say it should be about two runs lower. So not good but not that bad. And it's a situation where I want to get it to that bullpen as fast as possible. So my hope is the Rays can right their wrongs offensively against a weaker starting pitcher, get up maybe two, nothing after five, we can collect that bet. And then it's going to be a tall task to get to nine runs and have us lose the full game under again, that Orioles bullpen solid. And I don't think the Orioles score many runs. I think at most they're going to get to maybe two in this one. So I love the full game under eight and a half. I don't mind the first five under as well, but I get I'd rather go full game because the Orioles are going to upgrade their pitching when they go to the bullpen and the Rays drop off is not going to be that much. So I'd rather go full game under and get those extra innings, reduce the variability, then go first five under with regards to that total. Royals at the A's. Got the winner with the Royals last night, even though I'm sure a lot of y'all thought I was crazy for fading Montas. The price was just insanely high for him, and he didn't look good. Um, missed the first five under, and as I as I thought about it this morning, reflecting back, I kind of realized why I should have gone full game under there. And I talked about I liked going, you know, the first five because of, you know, the Royals bullpen, but I, I feel like I botched the the full game under one and I, and I missed that reflecting back on it because the temperature was getting colder as the night went on and the wind was dying down it was going to be a harder environment to score runs later so I should have seen that and should have gone full game under today being a day game is a little bit different of a setup so today I'm going first five under four 
A grade for me on this one. Winds will be blowing out like they always are in Oakland, but we're still going to stay in the 60s. Both of these pitchers are okay, and both of these offenses are bad. I love that this is under four. It's It's the first one that I'm going to talk about today that at three and a half, not an A grade. Almost every other under that we've talked about so far today I love because of one reason or the other. Some of them I could go first five or full game. Some of them, if you drop the number, it doesn't bother me. The odds are better. I still like it. This one I would not go under three and a half. I really want that push protection on four. But I think both these pitchers are okay. So my thought process from last night kind of holds today, except I think the first five is better because it's not going to get colder as the night goes on. The environment will be the same. And I think the starting pitchers for both teams are better than the relievers for both teams. With regards to the side, I'll take the A's. It's an angry pick for me on the side. There's just a lot of value on this number. A's at minus 105. The model says A should be the A should be minus 112, and that's a, a solid 2% edge there. I think that Irvin and Keller are basically a wash with regards to the starters. And then I think the um, home ed, edge. I guess you'd call it for the ace. They still get a home edge. I know they've been bad at home this year, but that's a small sample. I'm not reading into that. Kind of is offset by the fact that the Royals' offense is a little bit better. And so I think this number is pretty solid. I think the A's win about 53% of the time. Minus 105, that's a great play. So a value pick here on the A's. It's a toss-up type situation, but I'm getting a toss-up price, but they aren't pricing in the fact that the A's are home. They're pricing it as if the A's have zero home foot advantage. And I know they haven't been good at home, but historically speaking, if you try to find trends like that, you're going to get burned. So I still think the A's have a home edge playing in their own park, knowing how it, uh, knowing the foul territory, all those other reasons that you get a home field edge, not because the fans, obviously there won't be any there, but the other reasons we get a home field edge still give the A's a little bit of edge. I think the A's win this game minus one Oh five is a great price. This is the highest price that I go for an A grade. So this is the one game where I am going double a, but it's all about the price in both of these. If you have to lay more than minus 105, it drops to a B grade for me on the A's. And on the first five total, if it drops to three and a half, it drops to a B as well. So this is one where some, most of the other ones that I've picked so far, I've like, if the price isn't exactly what I'm getting, I think it's fine. This one, though, this is as far as I want to go on both of these. But I think there's value at both of those numbers. So double A picks for me there in Oakland. Marlins at the Mets, a chilly day in New York. We're going to start off. In the upper 60s, and by the end of the game, we'll be in the mid to low 60s. The winds will be blowing across at 20 miles an hour, so strong winds, but just straight across. Probably won't affect things too much. Might hurt a righty and help a lefty a little bit, but it's probably going to be pretty neutral despite how strong it is. Biggest thing is it'll be a chilly night, and that's going to suppress the runs there. Braxton Garrett versus Taiwan Walker. Garrett, not a great pitcher. Um... So far this season, he's thrown nine innings, decent ERA, solid advanced metrics, projection based off historical data, puts him more in the mid fours. Um, not great, not horrible, uh, versus Taiwan Walker, who's having a great season you know, with a 308 ERA. Advanced metrics, think more upper threes. The projection still lags behind that because historically he hasn't been uh, this good, but the projection's improving on him, and he's having a solid year. I don't think he'll quite keep this up, but I don't think he's going to completely implode either. It's not completely smoking mirrors for him. Model says Mets minus 173. I'll take the Mets minus 165, and I'll give that a B grade. I think the Mets are the right side here. They got the better starting pitcher. They have the better offense. As much as I like the Marlins bullpen, the Mets bullpen rates out better, and they're at home. 
it's not a situation where I want to lay a price like minus 200 because the difference in the starting pitchers isn't that big. But at minus 165, I think that's a fine price to, to lay. I really debated between this and run line. I decided to go money line specifically because I think it's going to be a low scoring game. I'm on the under eight. It's an acre pick for me there. It's going to be a chillier day. The Marlins offense is without a couple of hitters. Uh, both of their Jesuses are out. The Marlins starting pitcher, again, not great, but he's not going to have to go that deep. The fact that they're probably only going to ask him to go through the lineup twice and turn it over to a bullpen that has depth, I think he's going to keep the Mets from scoring the 297 runs they scored yesterday. I think the Mets will score, but I think they're going to be held into the four or five range. And I don't think the Marlins are going to score. That offense is a whole lot weaker now without a couple of those hitters. It loses a lot of their depth. Walker, again, a solid pitcher. And when the Mets go to the bullpen, it's probably an improvement, actually. So I think the Mets win this one. I think they win it comfortably. I looked at the run line, but again, because I think it's such a run-suppressing environment, I'm on that under. I think money line makes a little bit more sense just in case this is a 3-2 to two type game because the weather suppresses runs that much. So I really love this under. Eight is the number there. I don't like under seven and a half as much. I like that push protection because I do think the Mets will score. But I think at eight, given that push protection there, I think that is a super valuable play. So I'm taking the Mets on the money line with a B grade and then going under eight with an A grade. Brewers at the Reds, upper 70s in Cincinnati with the wind blowing out to right field at 10 miles an hour. So you have a massive hitters park there in Cincinnati. Not overly warm, but warmer than most other places in the country. And the wind blowing out, definitely going to be a one of the few places I think today that the hitters are going to get a little bit of a boost based off the weather. Jason Alexander versus Graham Ashcraft. Alexander has been great in his three starts, though the advanced metrics say it's all smoke and mirrors. So not a pitcher that I really like that much. Advanced metrics and the projection both say he should be more in the mid fours rather than low twos. Ashcraft has looked great in his five starts, also low twos in the ERAs. Advanced metrics think more upper threes, and the projection still has, has him above average. So Ashcraft's a pitcher I've liked, and a pitcher who we've had an edge on in all five of his starts, and I think we've won four of them. Today, however, the model says Brewers minus 108, and so I'll take the Brewers at minus 105 with the B pick. Hayter is not available. It, was, it sounded like he might be back today, but now it's not until Monday he's going to be back. I am a little bit nervous about the fact that the Brewers don't have Hayter. I'm a little bit nervous about the fact that Boxberger has pitched two days in a row, and he is their second-best reliever at this point. So he, he will either be unavailable or probably not at full strength. But again, I said it yesterday, even without Hayter and maybe without Boxberger, the rest of the Brewers' bullpen is still probably better than the Reds' bullpen, who just doesn't have much of anything. So it's a situation where what I would have said maybe – ding the Brewers a little, but they still have an edge with the bullpen. They still have an edge at the offense. And starting pitcher-wise, though I think Ashcraft is better, I don't think that the edge that the Reds have with the starter is enough to overcome the other edges that the Brewers have in this game, especially because if Alexander struggles, they could easily go to a bullpen that, again, while the depth isn't quite Hayter and Williams level, is still better than what the Reds have. So I think the Brewers... Uh, are more likely to win this game. Minus 105 is a solid price. It's about as high as I want to go with the B pick. If you're in the minus 110 range, that drops to a C pick because we've mostly lost the mathematical edge that we have. 
I still like it with a B pick up to even money. If you can get plus odds, it jumps to an A pick because, again, I think the Brewers win this game, so plus odds is fantastic value if that were to be available to you later in the day. Totals nine. I'm going to go over nine. It's juiced pretty heavily at minus 128. Again, I pick everything at one book because I don't, I don't want to price up. I want you to price up because I'm handicapping myself to say I don't get to shop around. That makes it harder for me to show bigger profits because I always want you to be able to profit more than I do. Because if I show profits, but you don't show profits, that does nobody any good. So I'm picking one book at the time I locked this in. That was the odds. If you are dealing with over nine and a half, it drops to a B pick. I really love the push protection at nine. Nine and a half is starting to become my over nine and a half is starting to become my under six and a half where it's really hard to do that because nine is just such a common number especially in the game like last night, we've had over nine and a half and it landed at nine. So that, the hook is what got us there. So nine and a half is a much tougher. I still like over nine and a half. It's still going to be a little bit warmer compared to the rest of the country. Winds will be blowing out. The Reds score at home. Uh, the Brewers offense is pretty good. And once they get Ashcraft out of this game, I think they can tee off in that bullpen. So I still like the over nine and a half. It's just drops a letter grade because of that push protection. So I'd lay the odds, go over nine. I think, at worst, this pushes. Obviously, not at worst because every pick and lose this could be one nothing. But y'all see what I'm saying? Like, of, of the realistic scenarios, I think we got a lot of chances where this pushes. I think that really helps us out. So over nine is an A grade, but if you're at nine and a half, it only is a B for me there in Cincinnati. Still in that same time slot of that four o'clock Eastern window, Rangers at the Tigers. It'll be low seventies in Detroit. Winds will be blowing out to right center at 10 to 15 miles an hour. So the temperature won't boost the bats. The winds might. However, I'm not confident that either one of these teams can score. Uh, the Rangers did put up a few runs yesterday, but the Tigers offense was so bad that the game still went under. Two pitchers that aren't very good today, Taylor Hearn versus Roni Garcia. Of course, if you're not a good pitcher, these are the offenses you want to face. Both of these pitchers have low five ERAs, but both of them, project to have advanced metrics better than that Hearn, his advanced metrics say that his era should be almost a four one lower roni garcia's advanced metrics say it should be more than a run lower now both of them lag a little bit on the projection but advanced metrics wise neither one of these guys is as bad as that era and again facing weaker offenses this is the time for them to capitalize Model says it's a straight-up coin toss game. Gives the Tigers a 50.1% win probability. I have no delusions that the model is accurate to the 10th place. I just think it's funny how close it is to 50. says it should be even money on both sides. Tigers plus 114 offers a lot of value, so I'll take them with a B pick. Cannot go A pick on the Tigers because I do not trust them to score at all right now. So can't go with an A pick unless the value just was insanely through the roof. It's great value. Um, I, I just can't be that confident in this Tiger team. So I'll still give it a B pick. Trust in the model saying this is a coin toss game. And if you can get plus 114 in the coin toss, that's good in the long run. With regards to the total, full game under 8.5, I'm going with an A grade under. I love that this is even money. Like I said, I don't trust either offense to score. I really don't trust the Tigers to score either. The reason I like full game rather than first five is that I think the uh, the Rangers bullpen, as much as I don't like it, I think it's better than Hearn. And the Tigers bullpen, as bad as it is, isn't really a drop-off from Garcia because Garcia is not that great either. So it's a situation where I'd rather have the extra uh, four innings involved just because of the fact that um, 
I don't really think either starter's that good. But this is more about the offenses, more about the fact that bad offenses against bad pitchers, if the runs are going to happen, it's going to be because it's the bad pitching gives up some walks and leads to a beginning. And I don't know when that beginning is going to come. We saw this last night. I had the first five under, and it got to five runs, so we lost the first five under and then because of a bigger inning, and then there were not as many runs later. So it's a situation where I just think the full game is probably a little safer. I don't trust I don't trust the Tigers to score that many, and I don't think the Rangers can get to the over themselves. So under eight and a half, I love the odds of even money. A great pick for me there in Detroit. White Sox at the Astros, a wild one yesterday in Houston. Uh, the Astros with a 10 spot in the sixth inning. Missed the first five under. There were two home runs. If one of those was off the board, we had the first five under, but both those carried out, and thus we did not get that one. I took a flyer with the White Sox at some value yesterday, and Giolito struggled, and of course, so did that bullpen behind the White Sox. So that's of note for today's game. Today it'll be Johnny Cueto versus Justin Verlander. Verlander not as good as that 194 ERA. I think that's not rocket science, but of course he's still a fantastic pitcher. The advanced metrics and projection love him. I think it's low threes. Not a bad word to say about the guy. Johnny Cueto, a mid three ERA. The advanced metrics just a hair above that. His projection lags because of historical data, but we continue to see outings from Cueto where these advanced metrics are solid. And that projection is going to come get better each and every time out. I think Cueto's a pretty solid pitcher here. The model says the Astros should be a minus 177 favorite. I'll take another flyer on the White Sox at plus 197. All about the value here, but only a C pick. I, I can't go that hard against Verlander. I can't go that hard on a White Sox team that's basically like a mash unit at this point with all the injuries. Lost another guy last night. It's, and they don't and they don't get Anderson back until Monday is what it sounds like. So uh, White Sox definitely hurting, but plus 197 is just a lot. Um, for a White Sox team that is not bad and their bullpen, as much as it struggled, if they're in the game, is much better than the, you know, we're already starting to fall behind type guys that gave up the runs yesterday. So I, I think, I think the plus 197 offers value. Okay. Again, I still think the Astros win this game. It's just a, in the long run, if you, if you back, Again, Furlander is great. I want to make sure that I don't want to see – now, someone should do it just because we're here. But I don't want to see a comment about you always have to back Furlander. I love Furlander. I'm an Astros fan. He's been fantastic. But the it's the price, the price that matters here. And if you back Furlander at the prices – and I'm not to, not to say there's not times to back him. But if you just back him every single time, the way he's priced – you're probably going to lose money on the year because he's going to win more than he loses. But when he loses, you're going to lose so much of your money because the prices are just so high. So this is a situation where I've backed for a lender a lot. When I have, I'd like to go run line. Uh, if I was going to back for a lender, that's the way I would do it here. I would not want to lay a price like 216. Um, but it's a situation where it's just too high of a price. So I'll take a fly on the White Sox at 197. In the long run, I think it's a profitable play, even if it loses today. Maybe a situation like the Guardians last night where sometimes these big dogs win. All about the price. Cueto isn't that bad, okay? With regards to the total, I'll try that first five under four again. I love the odds at plus 105. I'm giving this an A grade. I don't think this White Sox offense scores much on Verlander. I think their only hope is to score off of the bullpen. Maybe they get a solo home run. 
They are not going to score much. It's hold your breath for five innings and hope that Cueto can get through this Astros offense, and it waits until the bullpen for them to score. I think four is way too high. I think this should be three and a half. I think it's a very good chance the White Sox don't score in those first five innings. And so at that point, I think Cueto is good enough, and I think he's crafty enough. I think he's deceptive enough. All he's got to do really is avoid the long ball, which really plagued the White Sox last night. I think Cueto can do that and keep the Astros at bay. I love the value here at plus 105. I think this number should be three and a half, so I'll go first five under four, a great under in the first five for me there in Houston. Full game total of eight. I want no part of that full game total. I have no idea how the White Sox bullpen is going to go. And the Astros bullpen, I know it leads baseball in ERA, but I'm telling you all, it's a little bit of smoke and mirrors. They're good. They're not that good. And they've got some guys who can give up some runs. If the Astros are up, you know, 5 nothing in the eighth, this game could still go over because both bullpens could give up a crooked number. So I want no part of the full game total. I want to isolate to the first five. I know I'm going to get at least five from Verlander. And if we can get five from Cueto, I think we got a good chance there. To Seattle, we have a doubleheader there. The first game will start at 410 Eastern. It looks like it'll be Patrick Sandoval versus Chris Flexen. No line out of when I hit the record button. I will say Sandoval, not as good as that 283 ERA, but the advanced metrics aren't that far behind. It projects to be a pretty good pitcher. So one that maybe not quite that good, but not that far behind is the key takeaway from him. Chris Flexen, on the other hand, I don't think it's as good as that 430 ERA, the advanced metrics are a half run behind, and that's where his projection is. Huge starting pitcher mismatch here in favor of the Angels. Of course, the Angels without uh, Rendon now for the rest of the season will hurt what was already a top-heavy offense. Now they are down to, um, at, you know, they would got to the point where it looked like they actually had four good hitters, four major league hitters, two of which are, you know, among the best in the game, and a third right behind them that's not – I mean, when Rendon was your fourth best hitter, that's set up to be pretty solid. Losing him, now you're even more top-heavy with just those top three. So that obviously hurts the Angels, but they have a huge starting pitcher edge in this first game, and the model says the Angels should be a minus-112 road favorite. Of course, I will tweet about that and update the sheet when there's a number out, and I make a pick on that one. And then game two will be a late game, 10-10 Eastern first pitch. Jose Suarez versus Justice Sheffield. Sheffield is not confirmed yet, thus there's no line out. Sheffield's pitched in relief four times this season, about an inning each time. Hasn't allowed a run. Advanced metrics say his ERA should be around four. The projection's four and a half. So not a great pitcher, but not bad. Obviously a young guy who um, has some upside. Suarez will get the ball for the Angels, an ERA close to six. And advanced metrics that are a little better, but not by much. Projection is a little better than that, but um, obviously not a good pitcher there. The model says the Mariners should be a minus 106 favorite. Personally, I think that's a little bit short. I think that there's more upside with Sheffield than Suarez. So uh, it's one where I, I kind of disagree a little bit with the model here. Model says Mariners minus 106. I think it maybe should be more like minus 110 to minus 115. Um, just my personal take on, I think the model's just a little off on this one. That happens once every so often. Um, but again, when a number comes out, I will tweet about it and my justification, and I will update the sheets. 435 Eastern first pitch, we'll have the Phillies at the Nationals. The Nationals had their chance to win that game yesterday in the nightcap, took them with the plus odds, and they fell just short. Today in this one, I don't think they have much of a chance. I think they they they, uh, they threw away their shot last night, uh, in my opinion. This one will be in the mid-70s. The winds will be blowing 
in or across from left. It's another situation where I think it helps the pitchers more than the hitters, as I think it'll be more in than across and or pushing the ball to the deeper parts of the park. I think a slight help to the pitchers there. Temperature-wise, very neutral, but a little bit of help with the wind to them. Aaron Nola versus Josiah Gray. Not sure what there is to say about Nola at this point, other than he's fantastic. The advanced metrics are more favorable even than his 340 ERA. He's a guy who's starting to throw, get deep into games. He's a guy you really love to back one way or the other. Versus Josiah Gray, a 433 ERA, advanced metrics and projection a little bit higher than that. Just a very average pitcher, but of course one with upside that we do expect to progress and get better as the season goes along and or as the years go along. Model says Philly's minus 174. The money line price that I saw was minus 185. So a little too steep to lay there. But really, I want to back Nola. Um, and I want to fade this Nationals bullpen that's just atrocious. I want to fade this Nationals offense that's atrocious. I don't see the Nationals scoring many runs here. And the Phillies will score eventually uh, because the Nationals aren't going to throw very many pitchers that are top-notch against them. Phillies score somewhere. I don't know where, but they can get a handful of runs for sure. And I'm just not sure how many of the Nationals score. Nationals team total under makes a lot of sense, in my opinion, especially if you're still seeing a number like three and a half with some juice, or if you're going under three, if your book offers that. I'll take the Phillies on the run line at minus 125 with a B grade. Not enough value for an A grade pick. They're having to lay minus 125. Uh, but I think the Phillies are the side to be on, and I don't mind going run line in this situation because I just, like I said, I see the Phillies scoring. I see the Nats not scoring. So run line makes a lot of sense. But again, odds not enough value to get to an A grade. With regards to the total, total for the full game is eight and a half. I kind of want to stay away from the full game total here just because if the Phillies start running away from this game, they have tended – if the Phillies start running away from this game, one of two things is going to happen when he gets to the sixth or seventh inning. Either A, the Phillies are going to pull Nola early because they're going to say – it's a long season. Don't get hurt, right? Don't wear your arm out. Don't burn all your innings right now. Or Nola's going to go out there and he's going to try to be really efficient with his innings, which might lead to a seven-pitch inning, and it might lead to back-to-back -back home runs. We've seen that from him before. So if the Phillies start running away with it, there could be some extra runs later. The Nationals' bullpen, I don't trust. The Phillies' bullpen still projects okay, but has definitely um, been susceptible to the long ball this year. So I, I just don't really trust what's going to happen late in the game. So I really want to stick the first five. All these A picks and these unders, I just love all of these. It's almost like we're forgetting. It's almost like they're priced as if every part doesn't have the wind it does or is 10 degrees warmer. And this weather here, this, this should be under four. I'm not sure the national score in the first five innings off of NOLA. I think it's very possible they're shut out. And I think the Phillies score. Um, but, I mean, for them to – I mean, it's not that they can't score five. I mean, all any pick always can lose, right? I mean, we all know that, but I mean, under four makes a lot of sense. Like this could easily be Phillies four, nothing after five. Could easily be three, one, could it be three, nothing. I mean, the Phillies are going to have to get this first five total by themselves to go over. That's why I think it should be four because four seems like a much more reasonable number in this situation. I love Nola backing him here. Gray is decent enough that I think he can hold the Phillies offense out again in a situation where the wind's going to help them out a little bit and turn a double into an out and home run into a double. So first five under four and a half at minus 105. Love the odds, love the number. A great pick for me there. Just too much value to pass it up. So the night game, 7-15 Eastern first pitch. Guardians, the Dodgers got the Guardians yesterday. They pulled it out in extra innings. Finally, I tweeted about it earlier tonight. Maybe we just got to complain more that we've had so many of these plus 
odds, these underdogs that are plus 150 or in the plus 200s that are, you know, tied entering the ninth or going to extras. It's like we shouldn't win 50 50 because we're taking dogs. We know they're the worst team, but it's much closer to 50 50. I mean, an underdog in extra innings that's plus 200, you know, doesn't have a 33% chance of winning conditioned on that. It's, it's not 50% either. It's probably like, you know, 46 or something. And uh, instead of winning those games 46% of the time, we were winning them like 10% of the time. So to get the Guardians there in that situation is fantastic. Huge plus odds there. I tweeted out, and this is why I say follow me on Twitter. I don't get any extra benefit from being followed on Twitter. I just, if I've got any extra information, that's where I can communicate it. So that's why I always say, you know, follow me on Twitter. I'll put the handle up there just so y'all can find that. If you don't even have an account, you can still pull up the website and see the tweets. It's not like it's protected or anything. Um, bets was scratched last night. And I said, hey, I expected the odds to go down. The odds were actually better than what I liked in the morning. So I said, let's add a unit to the Guardians. Let's add a unit to the under. Both of those hit. Um, Bets may play again tonight, may not. We don't know. Um, Still got the rib issue. It'll be mid-70s to start, mid-60s to close. The winds will be blowing out to right center for most of the night. And a park that... For the most part, the ball hasn't been carrying that lately. And I, like I talked about yesterday, the Dodgers offense is really struggling right now. Um, they do not have it put together whatsoever. They have it for at least a week now. Cal Crenshaw versus Julio Urias. Quantrill's a pitcher who's outperformed his metrics. Um, don't get me wrong there. That 338 ERA, he is not that good. Advanced metrics say it should be a full run higher. But not a bad pitcher. Um, just very average pitcher, I think. One who I've liked backing in the past because I think he's been a little disrespected. Maybe we're getting to the point now where he's being respected at the right rate. Again, I think that ERA is a little bit of fool's gold, but he's not bad. Versus Julio Urias, who is all fool's gold. His 280 ERA is a mirage. He is not that good. Um, His advanced metrics think that he should be in the mid to low fours. The projection is low fours. Urias is good. He's just not 280 ERA good. We've seen it in years past with him. He does tend to maybe outperform his metrics a little bit. Um, so, you know, his advanced metrics say he should be in the in the 430s. If he outperforms him, maybe he should be in the upper threes. But again, he should, the 280 ERA, I don't see that lasting very long. It may not be tonight. Again, he's in a pitcher environment tonight. So I, I don't think he gets hit around too much here. But as the weather warms up, he's going to get hit around. The ERA is going to come flying up. I think the starting pitcher discrepancy is not that big between these two teams. Obviously the offensive discrepancy is in that the Dodgers offense is better, but the way they're playing right now is a little bit questionable. I think there's some value here on the guardians. Again, just at the price, it's all about the price. I still think the Dodgers win this game, but at this price, it's just too big to pass up. The model says Dodgers are, should be a minus 187 favorite, And instead, they're minus 225. It's just an insane price to lay. I could not recommend backing the Dodgers. I couldn't recommend backing them on the run line in a low-scoring environment, especially where their offense is playing. doesn't mean they won't win. It's just in the long run, that's just too big of a price. I like the Guardians. I took them full game last night. I'm actually going to isolate first five tonight, um, and it's at plus 185. I've decreased a little bit of the – um, by decreasing the innings, I'm increasing the variability, which is what you want with an underdog. You want just more wild things to happen. It's more likely in a smaller sample size. I think that Urias isn't that good. I think he's priced too high. I think people love this kid. And I'm not saying he's not a good pitcher. He's just not a great pitcher. So I think the Guardians can hang in there. we got the push protection in case it's a 1-1 game after five, like it was last night. Maybe the Guardians pull it out. Maybe plus 204 is worth a flyer. The model thinks so. I think that's a solid investment. But I think I like the first five just a little bit better. 
just because I kind of like isolating this pitcher um, kind of lack of discrepancy. Whereas when we get to the bullpens, um, the Guardians have a couple of good arms there, but the Dodgers bullpen is just so good. So at that point, if the Dod- if the Guardians are losing after five, it's going to be really tough for them to win. And so at that point, I think I'd rather just say, let's isolate the first five. Totals eight. I love the under eight. A great pick for me on this one. Again, I don't trust this Dodgers offense to score. I don't really trust the Guardians to score in this environment. I think they'll get a couple off Urias. Then they get to the bullpen. I, I see it being a lot like last night. Maybe a three to two type game, maybe a four to two type game uh, rather than two to one. But under eight, I think, again, is a gift. I think his total should be seven and a half. And at seven and a half, it's a lot tougher of an ask. Um, I probably still go under, but I like it a whole lot less knowing that we lose that push protection uh, on the number eight. Still 7.15 Eastern first pitch Cardinals at the Red Sox. A cold one in Boston. We're going to start off in the low 60s and finish in the upper 50s. The winds will be blowing out or across to right field at about 15 miles an hour. So that kind of matters a little bit with regards to the wind as to is it more across where it's more neutral or more out. We'll have a better idea as we get closer to first pitch. Wind and the weather hasn't really helped games go over in Boston nearly as much as I was expecting the last several days. We got the over last night because the Red Sox bullpen tried to pull some of their old antics and gave up a three spot in the ninth. Otherwise, that game and the, and the Red Sox scored a lot late too. That was definitely an under game all the way until the end. Um, so the weather hasn't been helping the offenses in Fenway nearly as much. And being a cold night tonight, I really think it's going to hinder them. Ball's just not going to carry. Um, based off the temperature. Let's go to Hudson versus Cutter Crawford. Uh, our boy Cutter there had a pretty good game in his last start um, for the Red, or his first start, I guess, for the Red Sox. Uh, advanced metrics say uh, average pitcher projections, pretty average. Um, he's getting a ding because he's not going to go deep in the inning. So if you see his, his rating that I have in the sheet, it's all about the innings. He projects to be pretty average. Um, Dakota Hudson, on the other hand, not as good as that 330 ERA. The events metrics say it should be a run higher. Um, but I think he'll do just fine tonight in this colder weather. Model says Red Sox should be a minus 111 favorite. I'll back the Red Sox. I'll take a flyer on them at minus 109. B-grade pick, a little bit of an edge, not a huge one. Um, I'd back them at minus 110. Once you get above that, it drops to a C-pick because you lost all the edge there from a mathematical standpoint but in the minus 105 the minus 110 range it's a b pick if you can get something like even money it's an a pick for me there as the value has definitely increased i think the red sox are slightly more likely to win this than not basically uh, the two pitchers are you know kind of i mean the red sox have a little bit better of an offense cardinals have a little bit better of a starting pitcher um bullpens are both kind of a wash both kind of average uh crawford's not a guy who's going to go deep a benefit is they're going to just say hey go out there you know two times for the lineup uh, then turn it over to the pen. And again, it pen's average. So, I mean, it, it's really a coin tossy type game, but the Red Sox are at home. So I think the odds, again, at 110 or less, offer some value. So be great pick for me on the Red Sox. Total's nine and a half, and I'm, I'm just shocked. I'm shocked it's nine and a half. Uh, a grade under for me, especially at minus 105. Fantastic value. Uh, this should be nine. At nine, I probably go under and we still push, but it drops a litter grade because I, I really think, I really think this caps out at nine. Um, of course, extra innings aside, um, I like the full game here rather than the first five because I think the bullpens aren't really a drop-off from either pitcher. Obviously, the Red Sox bullpen has been up and down. But it's not like they've got a good starter on the mound, so we're going to have to deal with the bullpen either way. Um, and I think whoever comes in behind Hudson is probably just as solid. I mean, we'll have solid pitching on a cold night. 
and a cold night nine and a half is just way too many. This is price. I know it's a hitter's park, but it's priced like it's a like it's an eighty degree night, maybe with the breeze blowing out. Um, we've had a couple of those, and we've had a hard time getting to this number uh, here recently. This number is way too high. Under nine and a half, a great pick for me there. Nine ten Eastern first pitch. Padres at the Rockies. Low eighties to start in Denver. Mid seventies to close. Winds will be blowing out to right center at twelve to 14 miles an hour. Uh, very similar setup to last night. Uh, Mackenzie Gore struggled at home against the Rockies. In his previous start, thought that was a little bit of an aberration. Struggled on the road here against the Rockies. I don't know if the Rockies just kind of have his number or what, but Gore's been fantastic this season if you just remove those two Rocky starts. For some reason, the Rockies have really hit him around. Tonight, the Padres will go with Nick Martinez. Not as good as Gore, obviously, but not a bad pitcher. 370 ERA, advanced metrics say it should be in the low fours. Uh, getting a little bit of a ding on the metrics because of previous seasons, just how bad he was, especially with his time with the Rangers, and obviously he's not going to go deep. A little bit of a ding there, but just a, a very serviceable average pitcher um, for the Padres versus Herman Marquez, also a very average pitcher. Don't be fooled by his six ERA that's inflated because of coercion, because of a couple of bad starts. His advanced metrics and projection both line up at league average. I think these two pitchers are pretty similar with the fact that Marquez is going to go an extra inning or two on average. Padres have a much better offense, though, and a much better relief core after the starters are done. The model says Padres minus 133. I'm talking the Padres minus 120. I'm going down with this Padres ship. Just like I said with the Brewers, uh, I feel like, you know, I, I wasn't going to get off of them. I felt like they still had some value. And sure enough, the Brewers came back right around. We have to be careful about, you know, teams, you know, looking bad one night or two nights or whatever. The Padres looked awful last night. Absolutely. And the Rockies looked fantastic, but I think the Padres are a much better team. 120 is way too valuable to pass up. It's an A-grade pick for me. I think this number is pretty accurate for the Padres. I'm giving the Rockies an extra boost because of their home field advantage. It includes the fact Nick Martinez hasn't pitched in core since 2015. Um, and it's it's a different beast to play in course. I mean, the model's taking that into account um, and, and giving the Padres a little bit of a ding there and still says the Padres should be minus 133. At minus 120, probably anything south of minus 125, I'm still comfortable with an A pick. Once it gets to 125, into the 130s, it drops to a B. I think the Padres are the right side here. I think let's get last night out of our mouths. I don't think that was really representative of these two teams. I like the Padres here in this one. Total is 11 and a half. I want no part of the game total. Um, there could be a lot of runs in this one, absolutely. There could always be a lot of runs, of course. There could always be a lot of runs involving the Rockies bullpen. However, I'm going to go back to what I tried yesterday. It did not work, but I don't think that we're going to see uh, – Martinez pitched really well last week against the Rockies. That was obviously in San Diego, but I think um, you know whatever's going on with Gore and the Rockies – uh, I don't see a repeat. I don't think the Rockies score eight runs in the first five. So I still think under in the first five makes a lot of sense. It's a B-grade pick. You can never be overly confident with unders in cores because they could have quick, they could have tons of runs in a hurry. So I never want to be over-invested. There's just too much variability to be that invested. But I still think first five under six and a half makes a lot of sense for that one. There will be some runs. I just think we'll have more runs later. I think there's a very good chance we have five or six runs in the first five, which is a lot of runs. Uh, it still stays under six and a half. I think this number is just a little bit inflated. I think six is the right number. So the fact that we get the win instead of the push on six, it's a little bit of extra value. And then to wrap us up tonight, 10-10 Eastern first pitch, Twins at the Diamondbacks. I'm going down on this twin ship too, just like I talked about with the Padres. 
Models is minus 112. I'll back the Twins at minus 105 with an A-grade pick. I think the Twins are the right side here. I know the Twins offense has struggled lately. I'm well aware of that. I think Luke Weaver's probably the guy to take advantage of that. The model thinks he's average. I don't, I'm not sure he's that good. I think the Twins offense is going to get right eventually. Why not tonight? Um, they still project well. I'm not giving up on this Twins offense. I think there's value on the Twins. I think they win. I think minus 105 is an A pick. It's as high as I want to go. Um, even money, I love an A pick as well. But when you get towards minus 110, all of a sudden it's a tougher ask. At that point, it drops to a B pick. And then the minus 115 is either a pass or a C grade pick. So all about the number on this one for the Twins. If people start betting them and that number goes up, the confidence drops because you just don't have as much value on it. With regards to total, it's nine and a half. I'm going under nine and a half. I thought this total would be nine, and I was going to have quite a decision on my hands. At nine and a half, at even money, at nine, I thought this was a B pick. At nine and a half, if it was going to be that, I figured the under might be juiced at minus 115, minus 120. It's a B pick. I still go under. So I think nine is a very likely outcome. It got to exactly nine last night. I think exactly nine again is pretty reasonably possible here tonight again. Um, so I was very prepared to go under on this and make it a B pick and just kind of say, I don't trust the Diamondbacks to score. They did last night. I don't think that's going to be the way things normally go. We've been profitable on unders on both of these teams, but at nine and a half, knowing that we get to win at nine and even money, it's just way too much value to pass up. Like I said, it gets to an eight pick because of the odds here. Tremendous value. The pitcher for the twins. Haven't talked about him yet. Dylan Bundy. He's not as bad as his ERA. And that's the most positive thing I can say about him. He's a 587 ERA this season, and he's not that bad. He's not that good, um, but he's not that bad. Advanced metrics say it should be a full run lower. So you're just talking about a meh pitcher for the Twins. I think a meh pitcher for the Twins, again, last night I said it's a sample size of one. A meh pitcher for the Twins is still going to be able to hold down this Diamondbacks offense, who I just do not trust at all. I think the Twins win this game something like, six to three. Um, I think there will be some runs. I just don't think there's going to be more than nine. So I like the twins. I like under nine and a half, especially even money that gets an A pick for me. And I will uh, say I'll recap the A picks. I don't know if I want to recap the A picks. There's an A pick on every single game we talked about. So if you want to recap of the A picks, go check out the sheet or just watch the episode again. I, I don't know. Uh, I really like today's card. I tweeted about that. Uh, lots of cold weather, a lot of unders. I, I, it's a situation where uh, obviously not all these unders will hit. I'm never trying with my apex. I'm never trying to run the table with the apex. My thought process is I think more of them hit than don't. And in that situation, I want the totality of them to have a little bit extra weight on them because that little extra investment is going to pay out a little bit more. If they win, if we can get 60% of them, 65% of them, uh, again, we're not going to win all of them, but we're going to win enough that I think it's going to make a, our profits increase a little bit. That's our goal here. I think today's generally going to be an under day as it's mostly cooler in the country. And I don't think people are taking that into account. I'm always saying I think the, our, our biggest edges on these overs and unders have been we're looking at the weather and other people tend to think it doesn't matter that much. I think it matters a lot. So a lot of unders today, in my opinion. And a few sides I'd like, again, if you want to recap those eight picks, check out those sheet. I feel like I'd have to talk for another hour just to recap them all since there are so many today as it's quite an aberration. That's all I have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. Reminder, do check out that Google Sheet. It has all the model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more in the links and on the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. 
If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content right on this channel shoved right into your feed. I will see you Monday, assuming Mrs. Professor is not in labor. That's like on the table at this point. So I might see you Monday. I might not. No matter what, best of luck today. Best of luck this weekend. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.